All right. Hello and welcome to Maiden A to Z. Uh, my name is Eric, and with me, as always, is uh, Jonathan. Yeah, we are in the days of future past. Yes, and our as a, our friend from down under. Now with the hair on display. That's great. <laughs> always seen you with a beanie before. Mr. Ben Webster. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. It's, it's great to be here uh, talking about something not from the classical period. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Almost yeah. by request, Mr. Dan Mortimer said that he like he likes Ben's analysis and he would like to hear him on a new track. And I felt, ooh, uh, left field, kind of dangerous almost, but uh, <laughs> let's do it. So the first one, Darkest Hour, I, I decided like, okay, me and Eric should do it. It's the first one. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be, and I think that was the right choice. Yes. But now we're, we're in for this track. Uh, so this, is, this will be the second one coming out, I guess. Yeah, that, that yeah, will be out. It will, it will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My plan is, I'm not sure if this is in the episode, but anyway, my plan is to do the, the two Fear of the Dark songs uh, in between this one and Death of the Celts. So that is not mm. three in a row, with just one yeah. song from. This is a, a sort of sort of funny story um, for those at home. Uh, I mean, it might be, I, mean, I don't know why I say for those at home. I don't know who else I'm talking to, but are you guys, but you also are uh, at your If it's not funny for us, then yeah, then it's correct. <laughs> I mean, no, but also you two, you two were at home. So it's, <laughs> That's right. uh, so, so anyway, on, on, fr- on, fr- on Friday, um, we were supposed to record Death of the Kells with uh, uh, us two and uh, Carlotta and Fergal, or that's what we thought. And the, yeah. the weird misunderstanding was that because uh, Jonathan misunderstood when we were supposed to be, when, you know, when we were uh, supposed to be doing it. Yep. So, uh, we were speculating, you know, what it could have happened, and you know, what turned out just to be was a misunderstanding of dates. But we we thought maybe for a while because we were just hanging out, we thought maybe that you just sort of got the time zones messed up. <laughs> I mean, could have been, could have been, yeah. but I was just, I got a whole week uh, off. But, but it, yeah, it mean, was so, my fault initially because I planned three episodes. I was thinking like, yeah, it's yeah. very good to plan all three, and then I have all three planned. That's great. But mm-hmm. turns out like uh, you should plan ahead, but not too far ahead because then yeah. you get shit mixed up like that. Well, that, you know, what are you going to do? It's fine. Hey, that uh, will be in uh, days of future, non-past. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or some such. Oh, you <laughs> need a time machine. Well, yeah, who knows? Have you, heard about my, have you heard about my time machine? Have you ever heard about it? Yeah. Have you heard? It's very casual. It's very casual. Like, you know, like, have you heard it? sits of out there. Yeah, I don't think it's very interesting, but it's a time machine. I'll tell you this. Hair will stand on end. Hair will stand on end. <laughs> All right, so anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. Uh, uh, going in <laughs> for, for a, a, a Smith Dickinson today, a very short song, yeah. especially short for, for album, New Maiden. Right? It clocks in at 4 exactly, or 4.03, I guess, something like uh, that. It's a very short song. It has um, yeah, it has a lot of Smith Dickinson in it, in its style. I have quite a few comments on it, but uh, I, I figured it's more fun if I hear the guests first on these type of tracks. So mm-hmm. what I could say initially is just like the presentation of the song was quite different from Smith to Dickinson. Because Dickinson said, this is the closest you'll get to a peace of mind, power slave type deal. Yeah. Smith said, there's a future past. That's a kind of modern take. That was his view on it. Wow. You know, so, and a modern take is not exactly 984. 
983. So quite different ways to present the song. I think both could work. Uh, but yeah, again, I'll save yeah. my ideas. What do you think, Ben? Coming into the song, you just you know the the format of it, and yeah, what kind of maiden tune is this for you? I guess. It, well, definitely, I would agree with Bruce's analysis. Uh, it's got that. It's the short, punchy song. Basically, fairly sort of straightforward arrangement, and though, and um, yeah, not something that. I actually thought it was longer listening to it for the first few times. And then it's like, oh, man, this is four minutes. You know, it sort of gets in and gets out yeah. pretty quickly. And uh, he sounds great. Like, I mean, everything going forward here, yeah, obviously it's all subjective. But I actually, I was pretty happy with with the way it sounded and I was and the, the pace. And that's the sort of thing that I think that I sort of miss mainly with Maiden. But a lot of the times... And you guys have mentioned it as well. These sort of faster songs, they can be like Speed of Light and things like that. Like where you kind of, you're expecting like, oh, this is going to be that. And then it's usually not quite as good as some of the other songs that are on the album. They sort of become a bit of a letdown. And this this actually grew on me. I thought initially it was, it was good, but it's like, oh, yeah, it sounds like sort of new Maiden, Smith Dickinson type stuff, but. Yep. The more I've listened to it, the more I'm going, hey, this is actually pretty cool. But there's a few things in there that, you know, we'll get to that I thought, oh, well, there's one one in particular I went, what? Right. What we'll is that? that one. We'll save that yeah. one. But the yeah. riff, one, I will mention the riff at the start, straight up reminded me that after the, the intro riff is cool, but that the riff where it breaks down reminded yep. me of Antisocial by Trust or Anthrax. Mm-hmm. It's it's and it's and then I actually worked it out in guitar and it's the same, the it's the same just in a different key. Just the first mm-hmm. the first four bars or whatever it is of the riff. And so, uh, and then I thought, trust, that's Nico McBrain. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's your one degree of your one degree of separation. But um, yeah, that that sort of that jumped out at me straight away. I was like, that sounds like something. Oh, that sounds like antisocial. You know, so. So that E with the C over the, you know, the third, whatever, the six over the top, whatever it is. So that was cool. But uh, see if I remember it, it was the first riff that jumped out at me on the album. So that was the first I played. Something like. Uh, kind of cool riff. It is a cool riff. It is a cool riff. Yeah. Not super maiden either. That's what I liked about it. Someone said a Megadeth vibe. There was a king here. Dreamed the wickedest of dreams. An ancient mystery. No prophet could interpret. A seven years of famine. The wolf is that my door is predicted years ago. That that was it is. That is no more. And uh, Gregadeth. He calls himself that true Gregadeth. He uh, he kind of spotted that uh, Washington is next. Yeah, and that's a great uh, Megadeth tune mm. with a similar type riff. Yeah, well, that's the that, that sounds like antisocial and antisocial. The the next two chords, are, the shift is different, but it's still this. It has the same feel to it, and the yeah. the pace of the riff is the same too. And, and I just thought, man, that's cool that Nick and yeah. played in that band. So. Yeah. On that riff, the way they do it is that, you know, you're adding that C in the bottom while still mm. maintaining the E power chord. 
I love gets that. a very, very nice tension to yes. that. And then you go down to A after that, yes. which is the same actually in uh, that cool riff in uh, Electric Eye yeah. by Priest. Mm. Yep. So you have that um, going from E to C to A and then back up. That's more um, a bit more metal. Yeah. It's not so rock and roll. So that riff really jumped out at me at first listen through the vinyl and it was one of my favorite tunes on that first listen. Yeah. But that's actually where the problem starts for me. <laughs> <laughs> that it hasn't been a grower at all. It's yeah. been my least growing of the album. Yep. It, w- it was face value. It was all right there. And to be fair, that's probably the point of a song like this. Yeah. But um, by comparison, it's kind of worked its way down in the leagues. Yeah. Uh, because well, has it worked its way down, or has other things worked their way up? That's yeah, exactly. So uh, what do you think, Eric, about the overall format of the song? Or how did it stand out to you on the first listen? When I first listened to it, there's no real sort of big surprises. Um uh, you know, this is not trailblazing stuff. This is, a, this is you know, it, it, not, it doesn't have to be either. No, but no, again, no, this no, is just, right, this right. is just yep. straightforward kind of, you know, rocker, you know, which maybe you need because sort of in between, you know, get like two sort of bigger songs and, you know, one that's a little bit different and, you know, and they're both a little bit different. So there's a lot of stuff like that. And I feel it serves its purpose very well, um, you know, where it is on the album. In the same manner that we've discussed that, you know, like the song Stratego works, you know, it's a good song, but it works even better in the context where, where it fits in the album. Yeah. Uh, but again, like, yeah, no. So, so there's not a lot for me when I heard it the first time, you kind of get it and, you know, I, I really much enjoy it and I, you know, still think it's great. Uh, but there's other things that have grown quite a bit more for me on the album. Like yeah. this, this, I kind of, kind of figured out right away and nothing wrong with that. Just that it like this stuff, like it's bookended by two songs that have grown quite a bit for me, especially the time machine. So Same it kind here, of yeah. in the in, in the context of that, it kind of you know, like I said, it, it didn't shrink. Things other things got better, bigger. I had a poll up recently, uh, best of the bite sized or bite sized delights uh, <sighs> battle, and that was uh, intentional actually coming into this episode, oh, just right, to well, go through go. all of them. And you know, in I have some ways. some really some big favorites among those. That like uh, that was up to three thirty, so it's kind of similar. Uh, mm-hmm. Had to draw the line somewhere. And uh, so many good songs there. For me, that was one of the harder polls. It was in Maiden A to see Friends of the Beast on Facebook, yeah. by the way. Yeah, go, yeah. You can come and join us and vote and other things. There's, there's been a lot of, we got, we've gotten quite a few members as of late. And, yeah, I put the about Bite Size Delights in there. Uh, lots of great songs. Purgatory, Rat Child, uh, mm. Sun and Steel, The Quick yeah. Be Dead, Future Real, you know, the list goes stuff. on. And then coming into this episode, I thought about the, the, the different variations of a short Maiden tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have all those really, like the bite-sized ones. But then I looked into more modern era, and you have um, the Gers, the kind of bite-sized hit, hit songs or yes. hard hitters, like Be Quick or Be Dead, Man on the Edge, uh, even Harry's with Future Real. Like yep. People forget about Future Real. I've always really liked that song. Because I think mm. you don't get short Harry songs very often, do you? Or no. do you ever get them? <laughs> you know, this is this no, is a rare <laughs> case. Future real. It's been a while. I think it's probably been since then. <laughs> yeah, it's a rare case. Do you, do you like that one? Not to spoil because we're doing that soon, Eric. But uh, do you agree with me yeah. that Future Real is a, I, I, a killer I really tune, enjoy it. cracking yeah. tune? So, something just occurred to me that when you think of like 
these sort of short to the point kind of you know rockers like 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 Days of Future Past is sort of one of them. You know, you one also kind of thinks about songs like Two Minutes to Midnight, but that is not a short song. Though. No, but I just think about it. one. It feels like that is, but it's it's like what? How long is it? like? It's, it's like it's that's a, that's nearly six minutes or something, isn't it? Yeah, no, I always thought of that as an epic rocker, a rocker that tells was, a tale, I, you know. I, I never really pinned that as a short one. You have Harris's is, is high on that one. It was a single, though, yeah. like, you know, say... Yeah, well, that's the, yeah, yeah. You know, say... I would say After Ace is high. It took until Future Real until we got another, you know, straight yeah. to the point Harris track, right? Kind of. I yeah. think so, maybe. Yeah. Maybe some co-ops with others, you know, but uh, that's pretty much it. And then going into the more modern years, Ben, you were onto this before, you have songs like Wicker Man... And then songs that people don't like so much, like uh, Wildest Dreams, Different World, yeah. Eldorado. Yeah, I think some people like I think some people like Wildest Dreams. Yeah, I mean, it, it varies. It varies. <laughs> but uh, Fergal, for example, hates Does Wildest not. Dreams. Yeah. He thinks yeah. it's quite, quite literally. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's where you come in, and then you have songs like The Alchemist, short to the point, but really boring. Like doesn't really say anything. And uh, then you come to this track, and what do you expect? Do you expect the speed of light? Probably right. I think this has uh, a little bit more it, metal energy than that. So this kind yeah, of, that's where this long haul uh, thing was going to get to, that this is a track that is not a cliche of a shorter Maiden tune in the latter no. years. Because it's harder, it's more metally. And that's why I think Smith was onto something with saying that it's a bit modern, because you have that... That's a cool intro. Yeah. Which could fit um, sort of new metal vibe in a good way, mm. I would say. Or yeah. a 90s, 90s type vibe, in a way. Yeah, it's yeah. a droney sort of, um, it's not, like there's none of the harmony type stuff or the, you know, the foreshadowed vocals with the harm, with the, the melodic guitar, no, like yeah, all that stuff's yeah. out. And I suppose if you're going to say that's what makes it modern, that's what makes it modern. And he because they sort of, they mute that, that riff actually plays over, they change the riff underneath quite a bit as the chorus goes along and in the, yep. set, in the middle section and everything, it's like, it's cool how they do that, and that is that that sort of melodic line that is not really a hook it, like in mm. itself. Like it's not like a strong melodic hook, but it's just droning. That's a cool. That is a cool. That's that is a modern thing, actually. A lot of bands do that yeah. now. Yeah, it's just like chord tone type stuff. That it definitely they use that a lot in the song, and the, and that's why I think the song felt to me like it was actually longer. Like I thought it might have been sort of five and a half minutes or something, mm. and then I looked at it. I was like, that's four. That's actually pretty cool. Like, yeah. Eric, you and me, we did Darkest Hour last week. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, you know, or we really went into the details of, of the tonality of the song and how it's written mm-hmm. and how it's so well written. Like, I, I knew it before, obviously, but like going through it with you, the chorus, how the chorus has very little mm-hmm. repetition for a chorus, but still it's so clearly a chorus. Like, Darkest yeah, yeah. Hour is very, very well written. Then it's up to your taste if you like it or not. But oh, uh, yes. we do like it and uh, yeah. great construction. Yeah. And I think you can feel that in this song too. Yes. Uh, even well, though is, I said this, that yeah. it got kind of boring over time for me, it also has that Smith very professionally constructed. And again, no foreshadowing melodies, all that, because that's the biggest issue with Send You yeah, yeah, the tropes, the standard tropes. I was going to say, this, a lot of stuff on this album... There's some stuff on this album that feels like... Um, like okay, just, let's focus on... like. This song, obviously, but you take this song, and it, if you compare it to like Speed of Light, um, there's an energy in this that would not, if you didn't know better, you wouldn't assume this was the later song, because there's there's more, there's just like it's more like youthful. it's like that, 
Yeah, mm. everything everything on this album sounds. You know, that's one thing I've almost heard everyone agree on. Not quite, but a lot of people at least about how the fact they sound more energetic and more youthful in this than they did in the last one. Yeah, yeah, they're still very team. mature though. Uh, yeah. That's my one of my main words for this album is that it has a mature sure. sound. And uh, also, like uh, since we have been here, uh, it's it's fun because this is a very typical situation in between two Maiden fans. That I like Kevin Shirley. Uh, I mean, I'm a Martin Burge fanboy. I've said before. I will yeah, say yeah. again. R.I.P. Great, great producer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one of the best. But I've always mm. liked Shirley, and I never really understood why so many people don't, and so many Maiden fans don't. But many, many Maiden fans don't like Kevin Shirley. And yeah. I, ra- I run into them all the time uh, from of different sorts, but usually they will be very big on 80s-style stuff. They will, yeah. they will love the kind of uh, melodic rock stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. tend to come from that camp. And then I've been thinking, what is it that is missing? I talked to my friend Patrick, who listens to the show as well, about this, a vocalist. And he's very anti-Shirley. Oh, first player. Yeah. He's right. very anti-Shirley. And I talked to him about this and for, for a while, because he was drunk. And then he gets very agitated. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that means that I can ask questions right now and get replies. So we kind of concluded that the problem lies with Steve Harris, actually. Yes. And, uh, that yeah. Steve Harris runs the show. He's the producer. Shirley is the guy that helps the producer. He's the hands, and uh, Steve is the brain. So I think, yeah. uh, and also, like, do you still have a problem with Shirley in this track? That's where I wanted to go with this, um, Ben. That is, uh, like, do you feel the same problem here? Because this no, doesn't I... have the, the Harris. This is, to me, it sounds killer. But I don't know. It could be just a brain thing. Like, I don't have a problem with his tone or something, and others do. What do you think about the Shirley production in this track, Isolated? I actually, you know... I've leaned more towards the, you know, before I sort of got into production listening, like more critical listening, and it's, and I would you'd sort of it's easy to blame Kevin, but it's it really is it's Steve's boat, and it, you know, and Kevin is just helping him get where he wants to go. He's like the second in command or whatever, mm. and um, but with the production on this, I thought. When I first heard it, I listened to it on headphones at work and I was like, eh. And then I listened to it in the car on the way home and then I thought, that's where it sounds better. Like, it actually sounds mm. b- better to me out in the world, not necessarily. But even listening to good headphones tonight, I listened to it a few times before this and it's like, no, this is cool. This is, and, and w- I'm on the fence because with the way modern production is now, it's so maxed out. Everyone is. Brick wall. You know, you listen to, oh, brick wall, but just everything is so cut and sliced mm. up and everything is, every, like, everything in a production has to be punchy now. Like, it's like the kick drum, the toms all have to be as punchy as the vocals. The guitars yep. have to be as punchy, you know, and it's like you just get overwhelmed. And what I do respect about what Steve does and is that they sound like a band playing, you know. Mm-hmm. It has that feel to it. It's not everyone cut up and gridded on the click track on, on, yeah, on the grid and, and then, you know, DI'd guitars with fate, you know, just so they can make everything jam in. It's, it sounds like six guys in a room playing music with a bit of overdubbing and stuff. But to me, there's probably, I would try and find a middle ground between the, the modern sound and maiden sound, but listening to this in the car and, you know, in the last few days, I was like, no, nah, this is cool. This is a vibe, and 
to expect to expect anything else like you sort of i had to when i was doing this song thinking about doing new stuff it was like you can't you've got to let the whole idea of what they were go you've literally got to accept it on its own terms and look at it like sure. that to me that that was that yeah. felt like the most honest way i could do it and not say oh but it's not martin birch i i make <laughs> those jokes just to make jokes but it's yeah. it's I'm. Uh, I respect what I've. I really love about this show is that to listen to Dan and Fergal talk about the new material with the same absolute, you know, enthusiasm, passion that I have about the old stuff. I fucking love that man. Uh, like, great, it really, great. Nice it really, it really. It's like it, that just shows me how good this band is, and they're not confined to one period and to a certain sound and to certain songs or whatever or records. Someone can jump in at any at, in the stream at any time at any point and find something that they love and 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 to me that that's like that's the best thing ever. It's like I agree. That's and, the thing. And to, yeah, and when Dan we're listening to Dan talk about, like, oh man, this is so cool. Just hearing these hearing this guy talk about these newer tunes with the same enthusiasm and same with Fergal. That was just like, this just gives me the warm, fuzzy feeling about this band, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. We have a guest coming yeah. in now, born in 99. And yeah. that's, uh, that's, oh, yeah, that's, that's right, 45 yeah. years older, uh, younger wow. than our, than yeah, our yeah, oldest yeah. guest. Uh, yeah. you know, so it's, the span is incredible and the, the life of this band, I guess. It's know? amazing. Oh. Yeah. And to me, that's, I always try and look at stuff from like, what I, what they call the full court view. Like you sort of, You try and take yourself, the, the personal out of it and look at stuff more broadly and, and objectively. And that just is just like, that just, that's makes music, this is what makes music awesome and not a team sport. To, 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 to me, I got into music so because it wasn't sport, it wasn't adversarial, it wasn't this band yeah. versus this band or whatever, or it was like, I just love all this stuff. And That's what's cool about the, hearing these tunes and the fact that they're still doing it and they're still going for it at this at this age. But yeah, there's a couple of little things with the production. Yeah, but I thought about another thing. It's, this is a very deep topic that could have used its own episode. But one yeah. more thing about the production, aside mm. from Steve's iron will, which of course is in there, like his vision. But there's one more thing that's very important, and it's the comfort level. Like the way they record now, it's incredibly comfortable as compared to yes. what they had to endure with the Birch in the 80s, they couldn't mm. endure that again. Like, they mm. would be like, you know, they'd be like a dog that had a hard mm. home, but now has a nice soft home. That dog could not go back to the hard home again and be treated like that. You know, he's now used <laughs> to a nice <laughs> I, I, life, you know. I, I, I mm. think that, I reckon... Some part of me would like to hear him do an album with Bob Rock, but that's oh, yeah. like, oh, yeah. cool, that so impossible. But yeah, just because, but, you know, like, just yeah. just as like a dream scenario, it's like that'd be interesting. Or Randy Fact, Stout, cool, like, though. yeah, just one yeah, song, yeah. maybe you know, endure that mm. for one song. Bruce sounds good, you know, like he's just uh, the I thought the way that they've produced his voice on this song is is. You know, people are saying it's sort of a bit more buried, but I think that sort of suits him. It's just got a bit more reverb on it. He's pulled back. It's like mm. a warmer tone. And he's, yeah. and it's just, it's just sitting down in the mix a bit. And that's fine. Like, that's where he, his voice sounds great now, right mm. there. You know, I lifted that before about Bruce's level and that I like a lower mix of vocal in hard music because it sounds to me like a louder and harder band. 
Eric said, that's weird. You're weird. <laughs> How did you end up that way? But I did listen to Made in Podden and uh, Axel said the exact same thing, actually. So I'm not completely alone in this. But I think a hard-rocking band... If, so if so, the vocal... so I, I called you weird? Yeah, yeah, but I am, so that's fine. Oh, well, <laughs> the, the vocal mix, the low vocal mix, I like it. I like it. I it's think metal. it sounds cooler. Yeah, yeah fair enough. And fair if enough. you push the vocal to a radio hit level, yeah, it's pop. the whole music will sound weaker to me. Yeah. yeah. When I called you weird, had I been drinking? Oh, I don't remember, but I did call you back and ask who's the weirdest, and you said a toying cause. So, you know, it's all fine and well. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, that's if you if you max the vocal out, like you have that rule, then it it it's sort of uh it's that's pop production. And to me, yep. that's a, a lot of these bands now sound like they ha- the metal bands have almost a pop production to them. And that, that just is yep. what it is. It's not good or bad, it's just the way mute the way music tastes have evolved and changed and what people yeah. want to hear and how to stay competitive as well. So it's, it's everyone's trying to keep up with everyone else. And so, yeah. but if you listen to like those old, like Sabbath records and like even the Birch stuff, the vocals, it's sitting in the, it's in the mix. Yeah. yeah. It's not in front of it, not in front of it. It's something else. It's not, it's not the pop production, which I like by the way. Mm. And I think you do too. Yes. I have an interest in Sharon Studios. I have an interest in, Worldwide hits, uh, Toxic, Britney Spears is a great track, yeah. for example. Love that song. Awesome production, awesome melodies, everything yeah. is great. So I'm not against that. But I think also if you go to Birch, trying to make a quick point here, because this topic mm-hmm. is, an, is an endless well. But if you go yeah. to Birch, it's not really that the vocals are pushed fr- to front. There's something else that he's been doing. And I'm probably never going to crack that. Whereas nothing is louder really than anything else, but everything is there. Yeah. It must be also the actual performance, I think. You forget about mm. that sometimes with production, that uh, it's mo- mostly the performance, really. Like the rest is technique yeah. stuff, a bit of filtering, a bit of mic placement, whatnot, but the performance. And I think that's why, great point with the, like a Mart- <laughs> Randy Staub or Bob Rock production, maybe for one song, and yeah. they put the band through that test again, where they yeah, just push them and push them and push them. How will yeah. Bruce sound? Maybe he will sound awesome. Yeah. But also, he's the old dog, so he's not going to listen, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, recently, we had our very first angry comment on a on a post. Oh yeah. And that was that was in regards to uh, we did the matter of life and death uh, track uh, with the greater good of God, and uh, where you uh, said you, you felt the sound the productions didn't sound it felt kind of rushed. A bit half baked. I, I didn't want to get into it on the on the, on Instagram there, but I just wanted to point out. I don't know if he's still listening. He he might not. It seems like he diffused it pretty well, so maybe he is. But just to point out, infamously, they did not master that album, so yeah. it does. Set, there is something I don't know. A really weird choice because depending where you listen to it, the vinyl sounds great, but if you listen to it on not a great such you know audio situation, it's not going to sound as good. And that's what I think. To you know, I I I think it works pretty well, but that that's if it does sound a bit rushed or it doesn't sound complete, that's because. It, you know, if you ask a lot of other producers, they'll say it is incomplete. Yeah, but the non-mastering mm. I like, actually, because I like oh, the mastering enough. sound of it. But I think it's just that had they put two more weeks in there, I think they did it in four yeah. weeks. Had they did it, done it in six weeks, maybe they could have worked yeah. some kinks out in the songs and in the performance and made it a bit okay, better. But, uh, yeah. but I do yeah, like okay. the album. And, uh, and I told yeah. also, no, I yeah. told the guy, I am the Black Wizards on Instagram. I told him that, uh, you know, in this case... It's a third of the panel being me that said that yeah, it sounds I mean, unfinished. Don't get overly worked up on this. It's just one guy out of three. And we all yeah. love this band, obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, and how would this podcast be if we were just uh, hailing everything as the new black yeah. every time? You know, that's no fun. No. 
And I've always felt that A Matter of Life and Death sounds unfinished uh, musically to me a little bit. And that the songs sound better live because they're, they have been worked into their blood, into their flow. Yeah. Well, that's again, that, that, that wasn't, that wasn't you. you, you were being, you, you know, we, we spent quite a bit of time, you know, fucking praising that song. And just the one yeah. thing you said, apparently said the guy, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's okay, um, actually. That's okay. And I, I could contain myself to give a, a nice steady reply. Yeah. Like, uh, I, 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 my, my, my instinct, whenever something happens is to sort of automatically start being a dick about it and mocking somebody. I decided not yeah, to my instinct too, nah. but I can stop that because I'm older. So <laughs> not all that I knew, but yeah. We, ideally we don't want to scare people away, I guess. No, um, no, but I, I, but I get, I get, I get kind of, I get wh- why he reacted that way. I also get what you mean. Senjutsu doesn't have this problem to me. That it sounds no. seasoned, it sounds internalized, like they actually felt the music proper when they recorded it. I'm not going to jump out ahead and say that it kicks the ass of A Matter of Life and Death or anything. I, I probably no. like it more, but I'm just going to say that I don't have that problem with the half baked feeling as no, much. But also, one thing I will just say about the production, um, and this is. Maybe not so much the production, but I would just say that maybe too, like when uh, Stratego dropped and uh, to some degree writing on the wall, like 90% of negative comments I saw were due to the production and these were idiots. And I say idiots because there's not people, I, so far as far as I know, no one in our group, but like complaining about how the, how the YouTube video didn't sound good. Like it's a fucking YouTube. Yeah, I didn't get that at YouTube? all. I didn't get it at all. Come on, I, I heard it on the premiere with you. We heard it, but yeah. but it wasn't and it like sounded immediately better on Spotify. <laughs> and I wasn't even worried. It wasn't like no. this is how it's going to no. sound. You can clearly hear that was a YouTube type thing. But and then also, if you listen to the vinyl, I had the the regular black and the red and black pressing. They both sound amazing. It sound great. It's incredible sounding vinyl. It's mastered by this legend. He puts it, his little signature on it, like etched in. CB. I keep Chris Bellman. That's his name. Chris Bellman mastered it. And it's just an awesome cut. And even the fact that they kind of, you know, spread it out on three albums, which they didn't have three discs, three vinyl discs. They didn't have to do that. It's okay with two, but that makes the mastering very much like an art of itself. Like they put some sub bass in there, like, you know, below 50. Normally you don't do that on a vinyl, but they have the space. To kind of spread out, in the it's an incredible sounding vinyl. Sounds so good. Yeah, I, I, I've got to, I've got to um, get my vinyl collection happening, and that's that's something that when, well, when I'm able to do it, children wise, they won't ruin everything. Um, <laughs> How old yeah, are they now? I'll, I'll get four, or five, uh, two, three, two, and four. <laughs> oh yeah, that, yeah, that's, <laughs> so, uh, that's tornadoes. They just, it's unreal. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the the first song on the album, the drums to me sound like they're in mono. Have a listen to that next time you listen to it. The, oh, okay. the drums are, are like right up the center and everything, if it's not panned mono, like if it's not dead center, it's almost like it's panned 20% left and right. Like it's real narrow, the drums. And then in the sec- and then after that tune, it kicks, they go wide. Like, And I mm. don't know if they just, that's intentional or non-intentional. I would guess it's weird. intentional. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I would guess intentionally. Yeah. I do that more these days when I mix way off more often that I sometimes mm-hmm. narrow in the guitars. They go yeah. from a hundred left, a hundred right, down to forty maybe for a certain yeah. part. And I've, oh, been yeah. exper- I've been experimenting with that more. Yeah, uh, and also but, that song is um, probably to a grid, to a click, because uh, Smith said that it was lifted from his demo, Senjutsu. Yeah. Well, that could. So that's yeah, that's one of the go. rare cases where made him play on click. Works yeah. awesome for that song. We're gonna do that in a long time. 
But that didn't uh, they do uh, probably the intro to Final Frontier? Yeah, same. But that's not even drums. That's actually Adrian's no. laptop at work. Uh, you know the yeah, but, well, yeah. which you can hear. But I, I like that intro. But that's also we'll, a we'll, while we'll, to go. We'll get to that one pretty soon. Yeah, I mean it's not on F because satellite fifteen dot dot dot. So it, it ended on S. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, yeah. I asked you, and you're like, no, oh, that's S. Yeah. I guess it's S. Sense. But that sounds very typical of me. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I think you, uh, Eric, has, yeah. you're a good, uh, you have good um, kind of executive uh, decisions, I think. But, 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 but clearly, clearly, I was like, I didn't agree with myself just now because I, yeah, anyway, it's not. Uh, well, but whoever does agree with themselves all the time, I don't, anyway. No. That, that film is out of the tamer land. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Darker. I mean, he's done it a few times. Yeah, and I'm like, I know that film. And then I, I think it's the tamer land he does it. So even though it's a short song, the intro gets its pace, takes its time. I like that. And now mm. this is just like driving in a neon world. Like some kind of neon Miami. Yes. What a riff. I think Bruce sounds good here. Sounds agitated. This is gonna be a great live. This is the perfect BPM for this. Listen to the guitar now, I like this part. Yeah. That's great, actually. It's kind of what Yannick usually does, but it's done by Adrian, so it's done more cerebral. He's not yeah. exactly playing the vocals. And for me, this chorus is a little bit just like, here we go. Here we go yeah. again. It doesn't really... It's not a great chorus. It's not at all bad, but it's more no. like here we let's do a chorus. Yeah, guys, we got a bit of a solo. That's it. Yeah, come on. That's good. He's the dude. This it is. That's my problem. My problem is right here. Listen to the end of the solo uh -huh. and the way it cuts off. Ah, uh, yeah. Hey, right. And he, 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 he lands. He lands on a weird note. Like he sort of yeah. lands on a. It's on a resolve. Like it's not resolved. Well, and if you listen to this section here, to me, this sounds like it's missing something. It's it's got his the because I listened to this his his rhythm guitar is up the center and he's playing yeah. almost like a he's playing like this like the rhythm like just like a mm. rough rhythm and it, it's got like no it's just got the keyboards yeah it found it sounds like his solo was supposed to keep going I think so too over that middle over that middle section that's what it felt like to me because nothing else comes in it just drops away and the song breaks down 
but it doesn't really break down significantly. It's just like the lead, whatever the main thing is, just drops it out yeah. of the way. Nothing yeah. takes its place. It's it's real. And I'm like, that sounds, it sounds like his, his second take was on another track and they hadn't muted it. I well, think so too. It. It's what it sounds like. The up-tempo here is good. You need it. Like they, they hit full tempo for this final part of the chorus. And yeah, and they go down. to it. I like that. And then straight down again at the right place. So, and they wrap it up. You know what I'm thinking? Um, like you said that the solo it sounds like it should have continued on a bit there. Uh, I'm thinking maybe they initially did, but if you listen yeah. to the Darkest Hour, there's a bit in the last chorus where the solo does continue. So maybe they figured, well, we shouldn't do it on both of them. I think so. They just uh, no. I think oh, maybe, maybe they just cut be, it down. It maybe they thought like this is already short, so let's make it really short. I think that could yeah. have been the case. Maybe that could be the case. But they were eight or more bars, that. you know. But they cut those it, bars. It tra- that that core. This is and this brings back to that Darkest Hour thing. I think it's that where, um, or is it writing on the wall? Where, where you talk about the the Beatles riff. While my guitar gently weeps. Oh, that was darkest hour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So in this, that core, the solo, the core, it goes B A G sharp G. It does the same move, right? Ah. Oh. Right. So that's that's what it does. It it goes into that B. Though it's a B minor, still could be in E technically, I suppose. But and then the chorus is in E, and where he lands on that weird note. Like that transitions back into the, basically the chorus feel, but a, just a different type of feel, like just the the way they play it's slightly different with the the orchestration or the, yeah. the, the, the keyboard, and it just yep. sounds like that's wh- whether it was Adrian's solo or someone else is supposed to solo over that. That's what it sounds like to me. Like it's I go fuck. It sounds like he did his first take on one track. And then they armed a second track and he maybe played it. And then when they bounced the track down, they just had that track mute. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. I think it could be right. Uh, it could be, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, that's just a speculation. But anyway, that, that that bugged me. I thought, fuck, that's, in, that's slack. Like it just Yeah, it, it is slack. He, it, he's such a fastidious player and he's all about details. And to me, that's a huge detail that, got left out like it's like overlooked or something yeah i'm guessing yeah. adrian is most bugged about this on the planet when he listens yeah when, and the thing is i heard this on the very first playback i've i felt the same thing as you and then i kind mm. of forgot this but definitely you have a point it sounds like the solo is actually snipped like yes at the end and not in a very that's like something i do in a demo you know, mm. oh shit, I'm on the demo oh, train again. I'm going to get hate. You're, you're this does not sound like a demo. I'm going to say, and I'm also going to say that I think some demos sound better than some albums. It's not yes. necessarily yeah, de- something bad. I'm just saying it's different when something yeah. is. No, I yeah. think, I think that also, yeah, the de- I mean, de- demo does not necessarily mean inferior. And I'm, exactly. I don't, I don't mean that. I mean, the, it's different. It's just different. Yeah. Demo is different. Mm. And this is not like that, but this little thing that you point out is like that, mm. you know, a quick solution. A quick fix. One way out is we get Christian to do a solo over the second half of that riff. Over, over yeah. the, where he drops out, Christian comes in and finishes it the way it should have been played. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the way I reckon we fix it. It's He can do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I finally yeah. got to play with him in a band now, in a band situation. That was oh, fun. Oh, man, that sounded awesome. Uh, for, for the Maiden to see covers, yeah, 20th of November this year, Honing mm. it. Uh, really fun to do. I was a bit nervous because he's so good at playing, you know. He's been doing this for a while. So did you guys rehearse, uh, was it the entire band or was it no singer? Uh, no singer. 
that was the the setup now the vocalist we have is situated in Gothenburg so that would be one rehearsal but we're only going to do three rehearsals anyway because you know they are busy everyone is busy yeah how many songs are you, how many songs are you doing if you don't mind me yeah, asking we're, uh, 12 we've taken oh, 12 tracks yeah. yeah started with 10 but then added two you know cuz that is maiden you know yeah it's nice to have you here for a brand new song yeah christian wouldn't do it and henrik wouldn't do it and here comes ben I love to do this stuff, like, because to me, I think it would get boring if people just heard me bang on about how good, you know. Power slave is. Yeah. Or yeah. it's just like, yeah, we know that, mate. So it's, what it's an not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not interesting. I had a big people. power slave run lately. Big one. You know, it's like big time really hit me, if, especially if I'm biking. So much energy, yeah. like, lost for words kicks in. Like, ooh, hell yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. What an album. I'm pretty sure we're going to get back to Power Slave talking about Amazing Ad at some point as well. So seems like it's good to do these. It's you know I'm happy to do these songs and like even it's even if it's there's a Blaze song or something at some point yeah. or, you know whatever like because it it's edu- it educates me at the same time because I have to listen I listen to it more with more like sort of critically listen to it but yeah. not criticism just listen to it more intensely and sort of yeah. Not just go, oh, yeah, it's all right, not bad, and then not listen to it. You have to sort of put your attention to it. So I, I enjoy it. It's it's good. Yeah. I agree on you on that point of podcasts. Uh, mentioning the network now, Deep Dive Podnet, at Deep Dive Podnet on Twitter. We have that show that initially got me into that. That whole network was Deep Purple Podcast. I didn't even listen yeah. to Deep Purple with uh, Glenn Hughes. Uh, actually, I did listen to Burn, but I didn't really appreciate what Glenn Hughes did. And I needed those guys to guide me in. And kind of, you know, mm-hmm. listen in a more intent way. So that, that worked yeah. really well for me. And like, and now I even listen to his solo stuff, you know, when he's going space funk. And, uh, <laughs> and I like that too, you know. So it's, it's, so, so it's maybe a lot of music <laughs> listening. I could run this by you, but maybe a lot of it is quite contextual. Who are you hanging yes. out with? And who's giving the good mm. word? We, uh, me and Eric <laughs> talked about Pearl Jam. I used to loathe that band. But now I'm hanging with Eric all the time. He loves him. Yeah. So obviously yeah. I have to go back and reevaluate. Like, I can't yeah, just yeah. sit there and be like, my opinions are set in stone forever. That's bo- that's super, that's like super boring to yeah. sort of be, to be inflexible. I totally get it that people have opinions and I respect that, but it, it, I always try and, I, I try and keep an open mind and uh, also try and find the good in everything actually. Like, yeah, there's, I, you know, I, I look yeah. for what I like about it more than what I don't like, you know, because it's easier to just... Yeah, there's too much to me. There's too much of that at, at the moment. There was a an old friend of mine, uh, or a former friend at this point, used to used to come, sort of point out when we're whenever we're talking about like movies or whatever it could be. He's like, "Well, you can't really listen to you because you you like everything." I'm like, "No, no, I don't like everything. I just decide. I just I just choose to talk about what I enjoy rather than stuff I don't enjoy because it's yeah. it's more fun. Ah. There's enough fucking negativity around. Why not just me talk about stuff like that I'm excited about rather than you know." Again, but it can be fun to sort of, you know... You are very positive <laughs> in general. Like, we talk made and you're like, everything is good. It's just that some things are so good that others become worse. And I, while I don't really agree with that, I like the positive mindset a lot. Because I'm born very critical, very cynical, but I'm also like a born optimist. Like, yes, life is yes, good. Yes. Life is pretty good. <laughs> no, no I, I, but I don't think I think everything is good. I think No, not I at think all. That. Like, it's not like that. You, you're still critical, but when it comes to Maiden, you're very positive, and I think that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, I know, but, there, but there's, yeah. some, there's some stuff there that, that I, I mean, there, I, I don't think, I don't, I'll say that. There's not, not everything that these guys have done is, is, is. We know that, yeah, good. right. <laughs> yeah. 
I just want to point that out so it's not like I'm like, oh, everything's good except for the stuff that's better. Download no, no, there's stuff that's, that's, that's... Download yeah. too. Download. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, right. there's stuff that is that's flat. Lies and lies. <laughs> there you go. There are turds. Right. Yeah, <laughs> there's a real, real clunker. And that's fine because there's so much of it. But yeah. there's the old saying, yeah, like, you know, my mum will... Many people's mum, mothers used to say, Woody, if you haven't got something nice to say, don't say anything. It's just like, yeah. I kind of, I had my, I had my uh, strong opinions when I was a younger dude, you know, and I was more invested in those things. But as time goes on, I've just realised that's kind of a waste. For me, it's a waste of time. Like, yeah. So, yeah. And the, the one thing I loved about Sweden, when I, when I went to Sweden, I remember talking, and because you guys are notorious, like to me, you have this kind of more objective looking sort of the, the view that you take on, on most things or it seems to be, but I had a, I was talking to someone over there and I, I mentioned a record and he just goes, yeah, I do not like that. I, I don't like that so much. And I was like, that's it, man. So, whereas a lot of people would go, Oh, like over here, that's fucked dude. You know, don't, f- that's, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. shit record. Yeah. Like, and it's so, and to me, that I don't like it so much. It's like you still made your point, but you don't have to take a dump on it either. Like and disrespect no, and disrespect just... someone that might like it. You know, it's right. just like art is art, and you take what you want from it. So it's yeah, but I, like I don't. I never understood the, the need for people to or certain people to sort of like if you have a friend or someone who like really likes this this thing, but you don't like that thing. So, you know, why can't you be excited and just enjoy the fact that someone you know there gets happy? This thing yeah. here makes them happy if you don't get it. Yes. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, my, my tip with them would be to ask them what they like about it instead and take an mm. interest in their opinion, take an interest in their, let's say it's music, so then take an interest in their musical mind. Like ask what do you yeah. enjoy so much about it rather than saying, how can you like this because blah, because blah, because blah. Mm. You know, why are you going to start listing stuff going completely against what you just heard instead of taking an interest in in this passion or in, in you know that's a way more interesting path and then yeah, if you get asked just, flat yeah, out like your friend in sweden did you can give a, an answer that is not completely loaded with antagonism or you know yeah just, well and, just and keep and, it straight you know the way you talk like that inquiring as to why someone well what they like about it that opens the conversation whereas yeah. the other way shuts it down and that's and with you're talking about humans communicating together, this is probably getting off topic. That's well, that's, no, what we need more. that's exactly topic. that's what it should be. You know, it's yeah, it's it's keeping the doors open and sort of uh, yeah. yeah, that's I, I totally agree with that. And that's that's why I'm stoked to do this do this song and been listening to the the new record and just sort of refraining, just listening to it rather than sort of going, oh, I would have done that better or whatever, turning all that criticism mm. off and just listening. Yeah. And there's some there's some really hell on earth is actually there's some awesome stuff in that that cool. That love I like it too. Lo- yeah man. That's that'd be if they do that live, that'd be that'd be really cool. So yeah, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, mm. It's a very interesting song. We'll get to quite soon. And we've already said a lot about it. So I'll save I'll save the rest, but there's plenty more to say. Yeah, it's a big tune. Maybe the sort of, you know, the, when I was, also when I was so younger, I would definitely be more, you know, antagonistic and you know, just, if we just to be, say bluntly, I could be a big, I could be a fucking jerk about certain things if I didn't, you know, like it or like it was a hang, like I was not a big, I was not at all into, 
glam rock and that kind of stuff. I had a lot of friends who were, and you know, I think maybe to be fair, I was kind of, I was acting like a jerk just in in response to them acting like a more of a jerks about it because you know the, you know. But I don't, there's no point that it's ridiculous. You're not all going to like the same stuff. Yeah, uh, glam rock is very easy to shit on. You know, they give you a yeah, lot of yeah. space for oh. that with the oh, outfits yeah. and the you know the nicknames and whatnot. It's kind uh, of like uh, I don't yeah. know, skate punk maybe has a similar thing that it's yeah, easy yeah, to yeah, get annoyed yeah. by it. But that's just what you should not do, I think, in that case. Like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't fall into the trap. Rather, you should stay interested, you know. Mm, that's right. And there's a, there's a, for, for, there's a, sweet, there's a singer, uh, Swedish singer by name, Håkan Hellström, who has sort of become very like divisive. the butt of so much. Or not really, yeah, but I mean, you get like, there's a, on like, there's like three or four groups on Facebook that are just Swedish groups, but like, um, essentially called like uh, like music, musician jokes and just like you know music related jokes and so many of them are just jokes shitting on this guy and it's like it's, it's just ridiculous it's not it's, it's not my thing it's not that bad that mm. warrants all that amount of shit and like this sort of like ridiculous attitude towards him uh, and I know quite a few people who you know fucking love him so that's that's great they, if it, you know so why would I be annoyed that something makes some people like you know like as happy as Iron Maiden makes me, he makes some people. Why is that a problem for me? That wouldn't. The only reason that'd be a problem for me is something is wrong with me. Yeah, and, uh, and, no, it, yeah rather and it's a resource, right? I think it's a resource. Yeah. Like to have these things around that make people happy is a resource yeah. for me because they will come in with a better mindset and and bring me some joy, probably well, by proxy, you know. So, well, I'm really just, no problem. But, oh, we, but we can we can move on the lyrics in a second. But I was going to say just one last thing kind of on this note i was talking to a friend of mine who's sort of in the film kind of industry to some degree and we were talking about uh i can't remember what it was what movie it was but i i the, uh, uh like there's it was mentioned that adam sandler had like they had at that point just got this big netflix deal was going to be releasing a ton of like five three or four you know movies netflix and he was very annoyed like, oh they should focus on making an important film and like so well you know i know that this 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 you know, it's not my jam really his later stuff but I, it does make people happy and I'll say this regardless if you like it or not something that makes someone happy is never not important in fact that maybe is like the most important thing yes. resource in the universe yeah yes. so even, even if it's Adam Sandler Hulk and Hellstrom uh, don't look to the eyes of a stranger there's probably no one on the planet who has that as their thing yeah. but if they did that'd be great yeah, so. exactly I mean <laughs> talk you. Adam Sandler I, I watched the movie Click and I cried at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie. I, mean, like, what the hell? You know. I don't even like Adam Sandler, but somehow it worked, no. right? Whatever yeah, yeah, they did. didn't like get annoyed that he, you know he's getting made. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. But again, like it doesn't have to be your thing. If it makes someone happy, that's great. Yeah. Just let it, let it be like that. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's it's kind of like you know opinion is sort of purity test. You know, I, yeah, it's just super boring. It's super boring to me, and mm. I just try and steer steer we steer well clear of it. Really, like. Just getting like, checked, you know, like this, this memes yeah. where someone is wearing a band shirt. Name three songs now. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I, I've yeah. said before that I've, I've been known to wear band shirts before where I didn't really know much more than that it was a cool shirt. So I've always been kind of open with that. You know, we had the whole discussion with Kardashians wearing Slayer or, you know, Cannibal Corpse t-shirts. And I've always been mm-hmm. like, come on, what the hell is the problem? Like the Kardashians wearing a Cannibal, it's a great thing. It's just great. Yeah. Mm. Doesn't matter if they know a single track, because that collision between cultures is so interesting as it is. It doesn't need to be mm. checked. Doesn't need to be mm. fact checked by some truth lord. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, 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 I but, spent but, but, five years it. getting into Cannibal Corpse, and you spent no time. Like, what the hell? <laughs> you can also you can also get like Gary Holt and Carrie King being dicks about it because that's you know that also. But also, it's, it's literally promoting their band. The whole feud 
it's, it's helping both of them out, so... I guess so. But uh, do we have anything to conclude the song musically? Uh, like, um, the breakdown there, what do you think about that, Eric? Like, they, they don't... It's not so maiden to do that breakdown before the last chorus, and just bring it down. But I kind of I like it, you know, aside from the cut solo. I think it's a good effect. Yeah. It works well for the tune. It does, and one of my favorite bits is... Uh, when the chorus kicks back in there after that, you know, the, with the breakdown, the, the chorus kicking back in, then the kind of double time bit towards the end. Yep. Or full time, love rather, that. like from half time up yeah, to we'll full, time. full time. Yeah, we'll show full time. Yeah, right there. I, I love that bit there. Uh, Good energy. Yeah, I think it's going to, like I said, it, it's, I, I, yeah, they, there's a couple of pl- other songs that do that kind of thing in, and uh, I always like that kind of yeah. situation. So, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's good. It's good. It's going it's to be great live. I think, I think probably after I hear it live, it'll, it'll grow for quite a bit more yeah. for me. And yeah, I was gonna say too. Like, I'm a bit more with Smith. I think it sounds more modern. I don't think it sounds very power slave or peace of mind. But actually, mm. to be fair to Bruce, he said the most like that on the album. Yeah. And then yeah. maybe that's right. That's probably correct. But I don't get an '80s vibe at all whatsoever. No, for me, it's, it's a very not, '90s yeah. sounding tune. It sounds very '90s to me, but mm. in the good way. The fact that it's short, you know, and 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 yeah, the the the, the, the choruses. You know, and even the chorus, he's not sort of repeating. Yeah, it's not your the typical <laughs> late stage. <laughs> so yeah, no. there's, there's, the chorus has got a bit more meat in it. That's something that they would have yeah. done earlier as well. So it's it's uh yeah, it, it's got yeah. But I definitely since you pointed out that that sort of the the, the melodic guitar, it's and it's not that. Uh, oh, you mean the verse type of that, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, well, that and and the intro too, you know, like yep, that. Yep. Well, that goes over the chorus guitar. That's that's definitely a more modern sort of sound. That's mm, I think so too. Yeah. yeah. I have prepared a bit of lyric talk. Yes, me too. Because I know that when when we have guitarists all aboard, we sometimes miss that. Yep. So I, I, I will make I sure this time that we look into it, and uh, I'll start off with just what Bruce said about it, and we can take it from there. Mm. So Bruce Dickinson, the lyrics is a reimagining of the graphic novel Constantine, particularly the movie version with Keanu Reeves. Kind of an interesting setup, because there's always the assumption assumption that God is the good guy. In this scenario, God seems to be a manipulative narcissist. He's almost like a psychopath. I'm going to do all this horrible stuff to you, and then you just have to love me. How does that work? That's what the song asks. And then I immediately think about the book of Job, if you know that. Yes. Like, uh, he's Job, being yep. extremely tested by God, and God is kind of being a, an absurd dick to him, just to test yeah, his faith. Is, God was a bit of a dick in those early. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> ben, have, have you heard this, uh, this boil down, Ben? This uh, Constantine, uh, or oh God as an asshole, as a narcissist, boil down. No, I just read the, I read the lyrics and I thought, this sounds like the, the kind of Satan fallen angel type of thing and yeah. then we're living in limbo i, I thought yeah. it was purgatory but purgatory is actually not what well, i thought purgatory isn't limbo purgatory means or i've since learned today that that you're actually still ascending to heaven but you've got you've got to you got to work off your the... sins you got to go pure yeah so it's more like it's a like limbo thing you're going into the bar, you're a bit drunk, so you have to hang outside for a bit and maybe walk around the block a few times. <laughs> that's so you that's can get exactly in. it. It's like, walk yeah. it off, bro. So, yeah, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, the, uh, just going to point out that uh, Bruce was slightly incorrect there. The, um, uh, so the, the, the movie is called Constantine, the graphic novel is called Hellblazer. Ah, uh, And uh, they're also, the, the graphic novel, 
and the movie have uh, some similarities, but it's not really the same story. So uh, okay, uh, I, think, I mean, there's there you, yeah, you, I mean, there's enough that you can. It, it, so you know, it's it's not just the character name. There's quite there's there's a bit, but it's they're very different things. Yeah, I'd say. And uh, the if you want to, you guys want to check that out. The the graphic novel or the series is written by a guy called Alan Moore, who also did uh, I think he did Watchmen, lots of stuff. So okay, cool stuff. Good good movie too, but again, it's not quite. If you're a huge fan of the the comic book series, you might not like the movie. I don't think as per usual. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and that made me instantly think about the Fallen Angel. If that was based on Boondock Saints, kind of similar, you know, the kind of divine themed yeah. uh, action type deal, which uh, yeah. it, it kind of puts this song in the in the fold together with. Uh, Fallen Angel. Well, I was just ask, have you guys seen the movie, either one of you? No. Nope. Yeah, years ago. Like, all right. Well, so let me just. So, so basically, he uh, he's a guy who can, yeah. You know, see, see, he uh, uh, Canary's character, John Constantine, can um, uh, what's it called? Uh, he works. Does something. He's sort of like an exorcist kind of deal. He drives out demons, and whatnot. Uh, the 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 thing is though, like he when he was younger, he tried to kill himself, but he came back. So it, since he did try to kill himself, when he does die, he will end up going to hell. So he's trying to like help expel as many, as many demons as possible, so maybe he'll be able to buy his way uh, back into heaven. Because obviously, he said, you know, like hell would be like going. It's like it's like going to for him, it'd be like going to a prison where he put most of the inmates in there. Uh, <laughs> so the so a lot of stuff like the line here about uh, let's see. Uh, once crucified, you forgave all, but uh, but my own life condemned to fall. I, that obviously is very directly referencing uh-huh. stuff from the movie. How about you know he's doing good stuff? He and the like, he could, you know the the every, everyone else has, you know has access to this sort of forgiveness to be able to go to heaven, except for him. Apparently, so what type so. of character is this? Is it a job book of job type character, or is it different? I mean. Not really. This, I mean, his problems are largely self-inflicted. I mean, this is sort of his own fault to some degree, I'd say. But uh, I haven't seen it in a while. But it, it is. A, it's a pretty good movie. Uh-huh. It's two thousand five. Yeah, yeah, two thousand five. Something right. You have yeah, a yeah. Swedish guy, Peter, Peter Stormare. He plays Satan. Okay, yeah, he's a good. I like that actor. He managed Heat for a while. Yeah, he managed. He's got his own. Yeah, he's got a. He's got a. He's like an AOR. Uh-huh. Nut, and he's had his own label as well. Uh-huh. Hey Ben, you have to make it over to Stockholm, and we we hang out together with Heat and you. That'd be fun. Oh man, do a bit of a roundtable thing. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. That'd be great. I I mean, I don't know them. I don't know them, but they've been around since I was a kid. You know, they had a band called Trading Fate back in the day. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which uh, then was like that was the guys at school that knew how to play Maiden, basically in my school. And that was the guys I looked at. Like I wanted to be able to play Killers too, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> they did Killers, Phantom <laughs> of the Opera, Fritz's Strangers, uh, something like that, Fear of the Dark. And they didn't sing on them because they hadn't met Kenny yet. So they just did them instrumentally, and that was way enough for me, like to be inspired. <laughs> I think you, you forget about that local bands inspiring you. I think you oh, forget yeah. about that. It's super important. I think. I mean, I could mention a few. Like who definitely got me going. When you saw the local guy that could play those songs it was like they brought them to earth like exactly yeah. they took them out of the realm of fantasy and it's like that's it's not within the realm of possibilities it. yeah possibility yeah it's very important what because see so someone is yeah you see people like your own age who have sort of somehow uh able to you know crack the magic code to be able to do this stuff and like you know, like the first time you see someone playing a cover song of a song you know like oh my god you can so you can just you can just do this huh and that's, yeah, that opens up a, exactly. Yeah, it opens up a whole new world of it. Yeah. Those notes exist on my guitar, like. So it's, yeah, so so essentially the thing the thing that you know, you got at home that you know cost 
you know, however little or whatever, like the piece of junk you have that, you know, with the strings on it, you can do the same stuff that the guy on that stage is doing, who in, who in his turn is doing the same stuff as the guy in the record is yeah. doing. And yeah. what a gift that keeps on giving too. Like that yeah. opened up more than 20 years ago and it's still opening up yeah. further yeah, and further. Still... There's more and more things that I apparently actually can do, which I guess that's like the spice of life, isn't it? Yeah. Just to, yeah. to, to be yeah. able to expand and you're never stuck or caught you know you can always do no. more things it my my brother sort of it's that i think it's the law of entropy or the second law of thermodynamics but it's that idea that nothing stays stable it either goes forward it either it's either growing or dying essentially and yep. oh. and i mean you could draw it back to the keeping an open mind about other people's tastes and whatever but it, it's the same thing it's looking always kind of looking for new for new, you know, looking yeah. over the horizon or looking over the next thing for the new thing. And Lateralis by tool, spiral out, yeah. keep growing. Yeah. It's a very yeah, good otherwise message. you go backwards. Yeah. And my brother would say, y- y- your world's either getting bigger or it's getting smaller. It's up to you. And so, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I've always had like a curious mind about everything. So it's, that's what made it so awesome. Cause it's like, that's a world, that's a, that's a doorway to another world straight away. So, yeah. I think yeah. curiosity is probably the last uh, thing that would ever leave me. That's like that's yeah. what I live by, really. And that's like a band like this or something to be so curious that it's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous. Friends yeah. make fun of me. They're like, "Maiden are now ruling your life." And I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I take that." But it's like, <laughs> I mean, every time, like, if you, it happens more when you're when you're younger, but like when you discover. You, you know, when you're just getting into music and you keep, you know, stumbling upon new bands and whatnot, like every time it's like like a whole new world didn't know existed opens up. And yeah. even now, I mean, like the last, like, like every now and again, I mean, it doesn't happen as often these days. And that's not usually, sometimes you get older people who will say, well, there's, you know, they're not, they're not making as much, you know, new music these days. No, they are, just that we've heard a lot of stuff already. So it's hard to be surprised. Yep. But like still, every now and again, like a couple of years ago, uh, you know, I stumbled a couple, found a couple of things sort of like, got me listened to you know led me to different paths i would not have done before so it still happens and it's yep. just just as cool like you can still like these like oh my god this existed i didn't know that and now i do and now this entire world exists and the awesome thing the awesome thing about streaming is that if you're that way inclined to to constantly sort of to be searching for new things that's it's phenomenal because you can just hear a song and go oh yeah that's what's that and then yeah. straight to the record whereas you know we have the collaborative playlist, uh, the Friends of the Beast mixtape on Spotify. That's what, that's I really went fun, through yeah. that a couple of times. So lots of lots of fun in there. Uh, speaking of Christian, he put a couple of songs in from this year. I mean, he's not entirely stuck in the eighties. No, I, I didn't mean to imply no, that. No, no, so you did not. You did not. But I mean, <laughs> we just addressed he's turning fifty, and he's a shredder type guy. You know, he's obviously yeah. based in the rooted in the eighties. But uh, yeah, also they put out another cover uh, the other day. They yeah. did the uh, Gates of Babylon, his band Sorcerer, a uh, month back or so. And now they did a Sabbath track, which Headless I had really Cross. heard from, yeah, from yeah. the Martin era. And Tony Iommi commented on it. Yeah, yeah Tony Iommi wrote great rendition and from the Martin era to boot. And like, wow, yeah. you know, to have Tony Iommi comment on, on your cover. I mean, he said himself, now I can die. You know? yeah, yeah, I, I, I got starstruck on his behalf. I yeah, me too, I me too. Yeah, I'm such a that's, Tony that's geek. So cool. That's, that's unreal. Just, yeah. yeah. Also, the world shrinking it, it, a bit, right? A bit of that effect. Totally. We talked about that with our totally. tricontinental endeavor last time. Like, yes. uh, wow, yeah, it's great, and it's surrounding these dinosaur bands. But I guess for me, I don't feel like uh, this is a a topic I could ask you or bring bring to you. Is that bands like Maiden, 
Sabbath, Metallica, Priest, maybe they don't really come around anymore. We're still kind mm. of focusing on those old giants. But it never really bothered me. Uh, like, I don't mm. think it's like a, a necessarily a need for new bands like that. I think they are rooted in, the, in, that, uh, in that era. And I think there will be new ways to be as grand, but not the same ways. So I'm not thinking like hard rock is missing something these days. I think it's still very much alive, but in a different way. What do you think, Eric? I think that maybe that's the case, but I think maybe you, you know we kind of see like well they don't really make them like you know they don't make them like it used to because you 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 know for us this is the ones whereas like for younger people you know you know for some kid Trivium might be there that's the Metallica for them or that's the whatever or yep. or you know and and so so it's hard to sort of you know uh, is there going to be anything more like that for us no probably not but, but I do bet you know, for that all Trivium fans like Metallica as well. Well, sure, sure, I know, but, you, but like, but like, I, I, I just, I just pulled that on my ass. It could be anyone, but there's, there's, there's you like, you know, for someone, Killswitch Engage is are, are the guys, and those are the like the guys that got them to music. And I don't know, you know, that's not, that's not, you know, again, but so you know, it's it's a generational thing. And so, but for us, that obviously is not, there's not going to come anything that's going to be like the the old guard for us. But you know, for some people, yeah. but I mean, when know, I bought my first first Priest record. They were playing Killswitch Engage in the shop. I remember this from Copenhagen. I bought the Judas Priest and Creator, Violent Revolution, and then a Best of Judas Priest. And I heard Killswitch Engage. I looked up what they were playing, and I liked it. But I didn't buy that one, so I still went for the dinosaurs. Now, why did I do that? Who knows? Like I'm not that old, but I have always kind of focused back mm. to to the older years of rock, the older decades. I don't know why. So that's just kind of like it, you know, speaks to probably just your sensibility. What, you know, whether it's something that when you were young, you heard, you know, you've just grown up on more classic rock type of music. Like, you know, really your tastes are your own and they speak, for, they kind of speak to you and for you. So it's, yeah. it's weird when you sort of think of, well, I didn't buy that record and I still bought the Judas Priest. It's almost that, it's also that thing of, I actually know what I'm going to get when I buy this Judas Priest record and I know what I'm going to yeah. get when I buy Creator. Like, that's an old friend. That's a comf- it's like, that's a comfortable pair of pants or jeans, whereas buying the new ones, you go, they look good on him, but I yeah. don't know if they're going to look good on me. <laughs> actually, <laughs> like I didn't know what that, I was going to yeah, get, yeah. but I, I did know mm. Maiden and I knew it was closer mm. to Maiden. So it was kind of yeah. coming from that. And to answer your question, Eric, uh, I've said before, I think I listened to most of the soundtracks in the beginning, yeah, I mean, and yeah, 60s rock, uh, Beatles, uh, The Doors, well, yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, so I guess, but like Ben said, I really feel that, and I've heard that from other people too. Maiden was the first band that I discovered. Uh, not oh, not yeah. that I discovered our Maiden, obviously I did not, but in my family. you know. Yeah. And still today in my family, no one listens to them, and they're all music fans, music lovers. My mom loves Rammstein, for example. Uh, you know, she's, well. she's a funny taste. And my sister, she's into um, mostly classical music. She's a pianist, uh, but also like um, depressive uh, 80s rock, uh, The Cure yeah, and such, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The post-punk sort of. And my dad is all about his 60s and 70s. So, you know, Maiden is really like, that's my, that's the little brother's position in this family. So I think that was mm. the thing with uh, buying Judas Priest and Creator. that was closer to my habitat where I kind of built everything around. Hmm. So yeah, uh, long-winded point on um, on the dinosaurs of rock, I guess, and how they hmm. managed to survive, you know, in some way. They're always hmm. bigger yeah. than the new thing. 
Well, yeah, yeah. But I think my point being is that for someone later stuff, for someone in flames are are like among the dinosaurs, and you know because it depends when you get into stuff. That's my point. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know. So that that, that was that, that's what I was trying. Yeah, to And of course, they really stuff. worked for me. That's what. That's why it was fun to have Peter on, because I was I oh, yeah, was yeah, as was, big a fan great. of In Flames as I was Iron Maiden, but only for a few years, because as good as they are, they are not Iron Maiden, and they know that. Of course, so that, that's not a big thing. Wait. But yeah. Well, and, and, and those, the dinosaurs were already elevated to that. You know, they're products of an era of limitation, and we live in, a pro, we live in an era of excess now, yes. like of saturation. So, mm-hmm. you know, for a young kid who might listen to Trivium, Iron Maiden are sort of like the same, you know, that they're, they're no mm. bigger or, or less. He just mightn't like them as much or whatever. Whereas for people who grew up in that li- era of limitation and this idea that, these, you know, you can only read about them in magazines or the occasional TV show. They were distant and far away, and exalted. You know, that's that that doesn't. Now everyone's on social media. Culture is yeah. flat. You know, to, and yeah, and yeah. what I find funny is the these kind of giants trying to operate in the in the flatness of the modern social media, yeah. like. We're the same as you, sort of thing. But, but then Belshazzar's, yeah, that was a yeah. huge thing, though. Belshazzar's. But yeah. uh, Bruce said himself that was mostly Sarah, this, uh, this yeah. lady that works in uh, Made in HQ. She designed that. So obviously, you know, yeah. Bruce couldn't do a social media marketing scheme. He's too old for nah. that. Like, and uh, he's got a he's got a plane company to run. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cardiff yeah. Aviation, and then he's got to go make new trooper beers, and uh, he's doing. A thousand things. And I, I like, I like that. I, I, I like the fact that, you know, Angus Young's not on social media, or you know, James Hetfield's not commenting on his haters or anything like that. Yep. They're not trying to play in the same pond as 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 the new kids because they've already, they don't need they don't have to fight for the attention. They've already got it. You know, no, so, they already got it. Yeah. Yeah. But on the lyrics, then I have them in front of me. We didn't discuss like the the, the poetic qualities of them or the. Yeah, I mean, songsman qualities of them. Uh, I think they have, um, they are like quite simple with these end rhymes. A war of uh, a war in heaven in God's rage put me in this burning cage. Holy fury locks me in, imprisoned by my deadly sin. Every hour the shadow king wonder what this cloth will bring, and so forth. You know, it's a kind of simple mm-hmm. lyric, and I think it works to, with this straightforward recipe of the song. Like uh, the singing sounds good. Uh, Good lyrics, I guess. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I, yeah, I like the lyrics. When I read them, I was like, "That's good Dickinson, sort of poetic, you know." He and to the point, still, he's still very direct. But yeah, I imagine he would bang these out f- fairly quickly. Like, I don't think he spent mm. a year writing these lyrics. Let's say no, but uh, they work. Yeah, I'd say also if you want to, you, you probably enjoy them more if you. You, you know, watch the movie, and then you kind of have that out right fresh in your mind. Is it yeah. a good film? Kind of make, yeah. I, it I is good, it, yeah. It's a good film, yeah. It was very stylish in it from memory. Uh-huh. Was he? Did he wear like a suit and everything like that? He was kind of. He wears it like a long trench coat and like yeah. a, a tie and oh, stuff. Yeah. It's kind of serial. No, it's very not serial killer. Hitman. Hitman wear. Uh, wear Matrix. Maybe. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was, this was, yeah, exactly. This was a few years after Matrix. What would your yeah, review yeah, be, is, Eric, if you made a review of the movie? I mean, I really, I, I enjoy it. It's a. Uh, Touches on a lot of interesting stuff. I think I think there was definitely a sequel, sort of begging to be made. There didn't end up happening, and they're talking about it now. Interestingly enough, because Keanu has sort of had like a resurgence of late. Uh, but um, yeah, it still holds up. For a lot. last time I saw, it was probably like maybe 
two years ago, but um, uh-huh. yeah, it's cool. And you got, you got, like I said, he does a good job. Like his Peter Storm is in it. Um, he should come on this show. That'd be fun. He should. He Doing should. his Russian accent. Peter Storm, Yeah, he doesn't do that in the, in the constantly, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> How I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, you know what? Let's just give it a go. I'll give it a go. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I don't know how to go about doing this, but I'll, you know, actually the funny thing is I know people who know the guys in Heat, so I could probably just go via them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know if they are still collaborating, though. Uh, so they might have, they might have an easy, know where I can, you know, for other, you know, because I, I have a better chance of getting a hold of, because what, what uh, well, again, I don't know. I don't know how that ended, so maybe not, but we'll, I'll, I'll give it a go. So I'll ask you, since we're here on this podcast, Maiden A to Z, going through every Maiden song, and we also have the playlist that we're putting together mm. we're putting it together with a quite a high ceiling you know for now that's yep. a nice way to do it but i was leaning on not putting this song on there actually because no, i don't think no, it's, it's not uh no not only i don't think it has any possibilities to stay in the top 50 so it's almost like uh, not treating it nice to just put it there as a placeholder because no nah, again I mean, there's stuff there's stuff we yeah. put worse tracks on there again we always say this and we did but not feeling putting days of future past on the set list and I feel a little bit mean-spirited on that, but also I feel realistic. <laughs> it's realistic. It's, it's fine. It's realistic. Like, yeah, it's, it's, not true. Kind of, it's true. Yeah. yeah. What would you say, Ben? What would you say on the, on the overall quality of the song? I just asked Eric to review a movie ad hoc, so I'll ask you, review the song. Like, this will be your final paragraph of the review and your rating, just for fun. If I... I, I it would be a, a, a good, serviceable maiden anthem, late, late period maiden anthem and it's you know if i had to give it out of say five stars i'd say it's 3.5 hmm. you know it's 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 good and it fulfills its role on the record but you know it's there's there's be, there's better material you know and that, that's 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 cool they've written some they've written many awesome songs so we seem very unanimous today i think i think we have pretty yeah, much yeah. the same view on the song and for me it was more of that that it hit a bit too instantly. Most of the music that is in my pantheon is stuff that I couldn't really understand first time. And then as I understood it, it became very valuable to me. And I think that's very often the case. Uh, yeah, yeah. It reveals itself. Mm. If it's pure pop music, like Toxic Britney Spears, it should really work the first time. Mm. And then it should keep working if it's a really good one. But this song, uh, Iron Maiden, for me, has it's never really been a pop band, you know? Like they have some uh, hard-hitting pop-type tunes, but uh, I've always leaned to them as more of a, it's more of an intricate experience, I guess, or something you need to decipher and uh, you need to cut a few trees to see to see the lake kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And uh, this song, uh, the lake is right there. It's not a bad lake, you know. I'll have a, a swim, I have a row in my boat, but it's the same. Uh, it's like it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't expand or anything. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's uh, it was there to begin with, and there's so much other stuff. I think it just sort of, in comparison to some of the things on this album, just uh, yeah, you know, like I said, you have the whole picture immediately, and that's that's fine. That works. That's great. But you know, it's it's not as good as some other stuff. That I mean, to say the very, to say the least, I enjoyed the song, but there's there's things that are so out of this song's league. You know, just a little bit further down on the yep. you know road of this record. So I think so. Too. And even before it, so and for me, it's definitely in the bottom quartile. You know, uh, the, the bottom quarter of of, of the of yeah. the album. I can say. Yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely yeah. yeah. But a strong album, and uh, since we have Ben on here, uh, 
let's have your opinion on the album at large. I'm, I'm just curious. You know, what do you think so far? It doesn't have to be a review this time. No, no, I, I've, it's definitely, I've listened to it through properly, probably three times, but I've listened to this, mm-hmm. the, the song, like, but then there are songs that I've listened to multiple, you know, multiple times over that. Darkest Hour I listened to quite a few times. Yep. And after list after the podcast, I'm like, this is cool, man. Like, mm. and so I would say that if I looked at their sort of career over the last 20 years, and I've, I've bought every record they've ever made, <clears throat> and I haven't got this one on CD yet because the CD the shops aren't open. So oh, <laughs> shit, the shops are still it, closed. Uh, oh. Yeah, or you can you can buy it and then you have to go and click and collect. Like you oh. can, you know, they wow. just so it's sucks that to kind be Australian right now. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but in the last, if you look at the last two decades of their career, I reckon this this album to me would be probably after Brave New World, if I had to say at this stage where it fell, I think this is probably the next album, like, okay, that's, it's, it's, as, it's, 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 it's nearly as good as that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it, it's sort of like a late career sort of triumph in a way, like. I think I'm with you there, really. So, yeah, it's for guys this at this age, seventeenth album, seventeenth. You know, they're getting into Frank Zappa ter- territory now. Well, I, I did think of one scary thing. Of it's been what six years since um, Book of Souls was a dance of Book of Souls. Sorry, um, that in how, what do they release the eighties in six years? <laughs> yeah. Again, we talked about that, right? The dog. The dog was in a different home then. The dog was like a race dog that had that was like whipped. That they were on the treadmill, but it's it's a good it's a good record and there's a lot to it, so I don't wanna I definitely gonna listen to it a, a lot more and yeah. just just let it soak in because it, it's gonna take some time. It's a dense, yeah. dense yeah. album, but there's a lot of good stuff on it. So. I have probably like 40 listens and I still need more. Yeah. I'm always, I'm even a little bit stressed about having to do these three songs on D, but we have to because of yeah. our format. But I will say we were a bit lucky there because both this and Darkest Hour are very digestible. Songs that we can tackle instantly. I just want to say just on the fact that, you know, there's 17 albums in and uh, uh, when we did this listening party that a Fergal was uh, hosting uh, on the release day, uh, it was really fun. But like a lot of people, the thing is, and that sort of general sort of feeling was that, you know, at this point, they don't really, you know, owe anyone anything. They've no. you know, a lot of their contemporaries don't release new. I mean, are just nostalgics. They're not. They're cute. They're still doing new stuff. There's, you know, they don't really have to. They could just make as much money just, you know, doing the doing best of tours. Um, yeah. So we're very, we're very spoiled in that in that uh, you know because there's tons of bands you know that who don't really do that anymore. Uh, Peter said that very succinctly too. Being an older guy, uh, I guess, yeah, around your age, uh, Ben, maybe a bit younger. Yeah. But uh, he said that very succinctly. Like he thought that this was better than Book of Souls. I agree. Eric agrees. Yeah. But he also mm-hmm. said he didn't see the Book of Souls tour. And he said that Maiden, what he loves about them, and he knows it, he's seen them a hundred times because he was touring with them. And he knows that they write songs that are always going to work in a live set, which is yes. a bit rare when you look at metal bands. They have a lot of production numbers usually. And, mm. and uh, maybe if you're old like that, you play a one or two new tracks. Even Metallica would do mm. this most often. And uh, they don't. Like, uh, and he said he was sure that the Book of Souls stuff would have worked great in a set, in a live set. And that goes for this record too. They could play the whole thing. 
I'd be happy, you know. I mean, I didn't see them actually live in their form, but I don't think I don't think so. No, actually, I don't think they will. Mm. Let's see. What do you think? Mm. I, th- I well, I hope they don't. Because <laughs> because <But laughs> we well they can when they cancelled the Legacy of the Beast, they cancelled Australia. Like we don't get that tour anymore. So oh, that shit. was that was supposed to happen, and that it got postponed, then cancelled, and uh-huh. so. If they do tour it, we'll probably get that tour. The send you to tour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Oh. So, but but I think they'll probably do a, just the tour where they'll feature really heavily. It'll be that classic sort of seventy percent this record, thirty percent everything else. You know, they'll just they'll yeah, give it a good run. Yeah. You know, it's gonna it's getting a good response generally, and I lots think, of streams too. You know, like a commercially successful. Keeps them excited. Yeah, lots of oh, physical yeah. albums sold. I'm happy about that. It's one of their best selling. Uh, just everything has worked. That whole Belgian mm-hmm. SR scheme, that was brilliant. And, you know, having you yeah. on with uh, Fergal and Eric uh, to talk that and just, you know, kind of wild guessing, landing on that folk band that had nothing to do with it. <laughs> that was no. fucking fun. Yeah, he went off the deep end there, didn't he? With those things. <laughs> yeah. What's on rotation? A band called, I'm a big fan of a band called Biffy Clyro. Oh, I love Biffy Clyro. They're, they're, they're literally, one, they're probably my favorite modern rock band. And I love, mm. I like modern guitar rock. Yep. And they're, they're probably the best uh, for my money. Uh, their last record. And they've got, they've had two new songs out. Uh, they've just released them in the last month. They've been very, yeah. pro- they're a prolific band. And so I've been listening to them and an Australian band called Slowly Slowly. Song called, if you're going to pick a song, a song called Race Car Blues, it's they're kind of what I love about Australian guitar rock. We have this, we have a certain way that we play, produce guitars that they do awesome. Australia is actually a great music nation, I have to add. Like, they've always been a bit similar to uh, to us, in a way. that The yes, population yes. is sparse. It's a quite small population, but the output is pretty cool. You know, obviously ACDC. Uh, yeah. We have... Um, isn't Silverchair. Yeah, isn't yep. even... Uh, is Nick Cave Australian? Maybe he's not, actually. Yes. Yeah, he is, right? Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah, Kylie, he is, Minow, yeah. Kylie Minow is Australian, yeah. I think, as well. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, on all on all fronts, really, you have a uh, King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard, I think, is Australian, yes. too. They release, like, five albums in a year. Time in Parlor, or another one. Cool band. 
it's I call it like the Australian the pub rock right hand for guitars, and it starts with ACDC in the seventies rock. But there was a few bands. Another band I would listen, uh, a band called She Had. They they got a new album out mm-hmm. called Old Gods. It's unreal. So they're pretty heavy sort of band. But yeah, we it's just a it's just like a really sort of tough guitar sound, and it's the way the guitars kind of attacked. So that's that's what I like about like She Had this band slowly slowly, and Biffy Clyro, they're not Australian, but they're amazing. So that's what I've been listening to. Yeah, they got a new album coming out in like twelve days. Yeah, I know. I'm st- I'm so pumped because they. Yeah, me too. Me cool. Yeah, they. Simon Neil, man, I'd marry that guy. He's awesome. Oh, uh, he yeah, he's he's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've been listening, but so I was going to check one thing just because I, I, there's something else uh, just to just so I got it correctly. But uh, one thing I have been listening to uh, quite a bit is uh, an old favorite. He comes back every now and again. A guy called uh, Warren Zevon. He was. Oh uh, yeah, where was the one? Yeah. It- yeah, there you go. That, among other ones, he did a lot of stuff. Uh, he, he passed away like uh, eighteen years ago at this point. Uh, but uh, you know, there's I have a few of his albums that I tend to revisit every now and again. Um, yeah, very good stuff. Uh, he he kind of was. Uh, He's like Todd uh, Rundgren, uh, that sort of era. Like yeah, that. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't he didn't really get that big. I mean, he sort of became bigger afterwards, unfortunately. But he had like a, a kind of a cult following. Unfortunately, I discovered him you know way after he passed. Uh, with you know that that tends to be the case a lot of stuff unfortunately for me but yeah so he's he's very good I, I've been I've been listening to uh, an album called Life Will Kill Ya which is one of his like his third to last album I think very good stuff uh, and then uh, besides that there's been a lot of uh, I've been listening to quite a bit of uh, a Tool because yeah. uh, I got into a Tool kind of mood because they just released their tickets they're going to be playing here in in uh, April so that should be fun. And then probably a bunch of other random stuff that I couldn't really find out. But yeah, so that, that's that that's the main stuff there. So yeah, yeah. For me, a lot of Maiden and actually the the live set stuff, just to get the Dave Murray back into my head. Also, a Universe, yeah. old Swedish band, eighties band, a kind of a traditional heavy metal from Sweden. Yeah. yeah. Satyricon from Norway, Immortal, and I, all Norwegian, black metal-ish. Nice. Black rock and black and roll almost, kind of stuff. And uh, what else did I have here in my list? Uh, Faith No More as well, I've been on again. Uh, more 90s than I'm, than I'm usually at. But Is I that like, like Angel Dust? Angel Dust or which record? Any, any record in particular? 
Angel Dust and uh, King for a Day. King for a Day lifetime. is awesome. Yeah, that's a great yeah. album. Also, uh, the real thing. Uh, it's actually yeah. a band that I really, really enjoy. They've always been my kind of them, and Alice in Chains have been my nineties. I guess token, if you're supposed to have nineties yeah. around, but not really token. But you know, uh, that's the thing with me and Eric. Eric is way more nineties than I am. Definitely. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I generally, I don't. I, for example, I don't really like Nirvana, which I guess is like a curse to say. But yeah. I'm not a big Nirvana guy either. Yeah, to point out. But uh, so it's been that that spinning, and also I want to ask you, Ben, which song should I put in by Biffy Clyro? Because last time I put the wrong Heat song in. Yeah, you told you me that like I put one of the worst in. songs in, and sorry about that. I, well, I don't listen to them. No, so. no, my kid loves that song, James. But um, the the, the Biffy song will use unknown. It's called Unknown Male Zero One. You, ah, that's that's the song. a good one. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, it's, it's fucking rad. It's so good there. The way they do it, and uh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's 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 cool. Nice. That's an awesome song. I recall uh, last year they did like a live stream uh, thing. And uh, that was Barry Lands. I watched that. Yeah, uh. yeah. His his voice is so good that it. I mean, you can t- there's there's small differences. You can tell it's not recorded, but he, he sounds like he does in the record. He's like he's just fucking nailing everything. And he's a, yeah he's a, he's a great fucking. All three of the guys can really sing their asses off. Uh, and that's another handsome man as well. Handsome man, yeah, yeah. He's he's such a. They they're just unique. They're like Foo Fighters with like really good to me, like really good melody, uh-huh. like and and a unique approach, like just kind of like an eccentric Foo Fighters. If I had to categorize yeah, I mean, them, yeah. you know, that's what the Foo Fighters miss. I always thought about that. Yeah. I used to be a bit of a fan, and then I kind of lost them. And why didn't I stay? And now you said it. I never really figured it out myself. They're not eccentric enough for my taste. It's a bit too much college rock, you know, too much jock rock. Mm. Uh. I, they're not there anymore, I don't think. They uh, they have sort of done a little bit more experimental stuff. But uh, for, for me, like, one of the best rock records of the 90s is The Color and Shape from 97. Oh, that's yeah. Well, oh, that's the first one when <laughs> Dave is not playing everything right. Like, he actually yeah. brought in someone that can play bass. Yeah, and yeah. there's no way there's no way they're going to top that. So then they haven't so far. They hey, won't. Johnny Park. Oh, that's a good one, dude. Mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. I played in a Foo Fighters tribute band called the Foo okay. Fighters. Cool. So yeah, <laughs> that's a great name. <laughs> can you play? Can you play in a band now at all? Like in Australia with the lockdown? No. Oh shit! You no, can't even go to a rehearsal pad with masks. No, you can't. No. Wow, no, you guys like are that. going hard. You have a different type of government. Like your government is going like either zero or a hundred. It seems in all cases. We talked about the ceiling insulation way back, right? Like yeah, they went, well, they, they just released that to private enterprises. Yeah. You had 450 companies running that shit thing, or not shit, but you know, it was just wild west. So it seems like your government is going for like full control or no control. No, yeah, it's somehow the, the, we're about two weeks out of being, oh, sorry, three weeks of being sort of let out. Like in uh-huh. they were having they're having their biggest horse race day called the Melbourne Cup. That's they're allowing ten thousand people to that. But it's they really now we're we're basically becoming we're going into COVID normal. Our, our vaccination rates are getting higher and higher, and so yeah. it's like all right, we just have to join the rest of the world now. So and international flights, I think, start in November. I think they're starting to do that's that, cool. So. Yeah, so it'll ha- it'll happen. And as I said to Eric earlier, it'll be a good story. In Sweden, we're going into flu season. It's like the main flu season. No, no, no matter COVID or anything, just the flu season. Yeah. So let's see how we tackle that. We don't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people. Also, this is since the stuff has sort of opened up again. 
And, you know, like, uh, so you're going to get people who haven't been sick for a while at all, and everyone's going to get the regular yeah. flu. Yeah. And I, I got my be, first cold yeah. in two years now. I had my, yeah. I don't know why. I don't I've, know why been, I've been so fresh for two years. Like, oh, I had a cold too. It was cool. Like, like, <laughs> when we did the Peter Ivers interview, I had a cold yeah. there. Uh, and him too. So obviously it's opened up because the cold is back, and I didn't miss that. Cold you know, I didn't miss that part, but. Yeah, I don't know. I want to get back into the live scene as well. Like, I'm kind of itching to do that, do a couple of shows as yeah, a sound guy and also playing. Like, can't resist that, really. Like, it has yeah, to happen yeah, again. I want to get doing that, too. Yeah. Mm, I'm, 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 happy to, I'm happy to stay at home now. I mean, you're a dad <laughs> of two. You're a dad of two. That's enough. You know, you sleep and you take care of those. What else do you need, really, I, to be honest? I've got, I've got about 10, gig, 10 gigs booked, but... I don't want to do any of them. <laughs> I, just want to stay, <laughs> I just want to stay at home. I'm writing original stuff with a friend of mine. So oh, cool. that's to me, that's rewarding enough. Like I just enjoy, I really oh. enjoy production and writing. So yeah. I'm happy to do that and look yeah, after yeah. the kids. That's I'm, like, mm. look at my hair, mate. I'm, I shouldn't be out trying to show off in front of people. Gray hair is awesome though. Gray hair is great. I never understood that. Even, it's even, cool, even, yeah, even it's on ladies, nice. even on ladies, I think it's cool. Like it's not like that. Yeah. Thing. The, kid, the, kid, the, you know, the kids, you know, silver fox kind of situation. Exactly. Did that stuff. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm also knee deep in writing right now, like uh, knee deep in production and writing and just anything really. It doesn't like I, I think the re- the difference now between late teens is that I don't think what is this going to be good for. Like it's like mm. not means yeah, to yeah, an yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. It's not means to an end. Yeah. It's means to the means are the end. Like uh, just yeah. writing and composing makes me feel better. Yeah. It's awesome, yeah. man. I, I totally agree. And I used to, I used to beat myself up a lot about like, you're wasting your time. Why bother? you're not going to get a deal, you know, that kind of thing. You just put all these hurdles in front of you and to just get home and try and come up with what I would class as a good song, you know, it's, and try and crack the, try and crack the code. It's awesome. It's the best fun. It really is. It is trying to crack it and you don't really need to. The point is trying to, that's it. Well, that's the thing, because like I said, like early from earlier, if it makes you happy or enjoy doing it, that's, that's what, that's the point. Yeah. And that Mm. goes with uh, Senjutsu, today's topic. Like obviously they mm. still enjoy doing it. That's great. Yeah, otherwise they wouldn't do yeah. it. Or maybe they would, but they wouldn't do it as well. Iron Maiden, follow your bliss. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there it is. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and no, we covered new fun. ground now. Now it's kind of the whole playing field is open to you now, Ben, because you've done the last yes. one. You've done a, quite a bit of the earlier seventy stuff. So you know everything is now in between what you've already done in this podcast. Yeah. So that's cool. It's open for yes. a, a lot of fun stuff to happen. Like, yeah, where yeah. are we now? We're, we're finishing D and F, so there's a lot to go. There's lots to go, and any any time you 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 want to hear from the the Australian bogan, let me know. I'm happy to do yeah. it. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. We have to. We, we, we got to do another tricontinental one soon. I think that was so fun. Uh, and I, I was uh, I was thinking before this episode, should we do a really short one or should we have another topic? Well, it's not short anyway. <laughs> it's never short these days. No, so it kind of kind of worked out. Yeah, that yeah. I have a buddy at the door. He's ringing my bell, so I guess I'm gonna have to attend that. And also, Ben, you're going in towards midnight again. I guess it's not two minutes to midnight yet, or is it? Not not quite, but it's landscaping tomorrow. It's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's going on at work right now? What are you doing? I'm I'm always curious Spring. about these jobs that people don't really have in norm in normal context. Like, uh, are you like uh, shaping trees or planting yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, a bit or? of that. You do it. You're planting and then uh, uh, you know mulching and things. You know, redesigning stuff. And then I mean, I do a lot of maintenance as well. So there's mowing and chainsawing yep. and 
lots of stuff. So there's plenty of things to do and it's spring now, so it, everything is just growing. Sounds like such insane, a lovely so. job to me, to be honest. Like such a zen, yeah. zen type mode, you know, just hanging it with is. the plants, taking care of the plants. Like um, yeah. I could imagine like completely re-educating myself to get into that, to be honest. Like, mm. Nice. Well, you just, you Listen just, to music yeah, yeah, and, you know, zone in. Yeah. Landscaping. Wait till it's raining. Wait till it's raining. That's true. Winter. That's true. Then, but I do have then, good then clothes. Then get back to me. Or, yeah. or I'm an nature enthusiast, you know, summer. I like camping and stuff, so I have good clothes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. It's good. It's good fun, you know. That's cool. Up the irons, really up the irons. Come on, we support that. Uh, we support that gang. Like, Seventeen albums in. Yeah, every time I hear up the irons, I feel good, and every time I say it, I feel good. So up the irons and Skull from the North. Skull from the North. Cheers from the South, gentlemen. Enjoy your day. All right. Same to you. Been awesome. Mm-hmm.